Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A number of rural TDs have criticised the suspension of promoting greyhound racing and tourism marketing campaigns after concerns were raised by Minister Shane Ross. This was, of course, following the Primetime Investigates programme uh, back in June, which we talked about at the time. So Fulcher Ireland and Tourism Ireland told the IGB, uh, the Irish Greyhound Board, last Thursday that they would no longer feature greyhound racing in any tourism marketing campaigns in Ireland. You know the ads that you see often for Ireland and Discover Ireland and all that kind of carry on, and you'll see people at the races and the horse running past the post. Well, that no longer happen. And the CEO of the Irish Greyhound Board is on the line, Jared Dullard. Uh, Jared, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, you must be very disappointed with this decision, but it, it must have, you kind of might have saw it coming, did you? Um, absolutely not, Niall. Um, I mean, the Irish Greyhound Board is a semi-state company. Greyhound racing is a national sport. It is a legal activity, and for, um, I suppose, other state bodies to decide that we weren't worthy of promotion is Extremely disappointing. I think the reaction within the, the Greyhound community is one of fury that a legitimate activity, an enjoyable activity like Greyhound racing, is now at present not being promoted by either Fault Ireland or Tourism Ireland. But it's a bit like Marmite Greyhound racing. People either like it or they hate it. Um, and there are many people out there who support the sport, and I've spoken to many people on the air who breed their dogs and look after the dogs very well. But the primetime programme did a huge amount of damage to the industry and a huge amount of damage to public opinion when it comes to greyhound racing and how the dogs are treated. Now, I know that you've changed, uh, you've updated your own uh, you know, welfare measures, including the introduction of greyhound injury support schemes, establishment of a confidential phone line, um, an extension of an increase of support under the IGB's foster care plan, financial incentives for rehoming greyhounds. So you've, you've taken a lot of steps to change, in light of what happened in the primetime programme, to change how the industry looks, I suppose, to the general public. But will it make a difference? And will we still see five or 6,000 greyhounds killed unnecessarily every year? Yeah, a lot of what you said there, Niall, um, I would disagree with, and I don't think it's factual. Um, a lot of the changes we've introduced since the, the RT programme, uh, nothing has been mentioned about all the changes we had made prior to the programme. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have issues with the programme and we won't go into it in this. We have a complaint before the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland in relation to the programme and we'll, we'll await the BAI decision in relation to that. But the, the programme did not reflect the greyhound industry in 2019. In, in what way do you think, and I, and I know you're, you're obviously conscious of the fact that you have a, a complaint in with the Broadcasting Authority, but in what way do you believe the programme didn't reflect it? I mean, for example, we, we all know that there are greyhounds that are brought to knackery yards and that are killed unnecessarily because they don't make qualifying times. Because realistically, a greyhound, you know, a breeder is not going to want to keep all the dogs. And if he can't rehome them, well, unfortunately, they have to be put to sleep. So we know that happens. So what, what part of it, you know, or what part of that whole idea or that thinking that has gone on for the last three or four months since the programme is wrong? Yeah, I think, and we have said it since the programme was aired, we actually welcome the fact that any uh, animal welfare um, breaches or cruelty to animals is brought to our attention or indeed the attention of the relevant statutory authorities. I think animal welfare generally is an issue and it doesn't just apply to greyhounds, it applies to many other animals as well and we see in media reports um, every day of the week some appalling um, instances of animal welfare breaches. But I think the program... But not, what we, not in what we consider a national sport. If, if what we saw was happening, for example, in the horse racing industry, huge questions would be asked as well. Well, look, 
um, we, we, we would be absolutely adamant that the programme does not represent the greyhound industry of 2019. Um, it didn't reflect the commercial value of the industry, the economic value of the industry, and it didn't um, set out in detail the measures which have been taken, and I could go into a range of them, like microchipping, like regulations in 2015 regarding doping, publication of adverse findings, and so on and so forth. We are serious about welfare. We have always been serious about welfare. And what about the program. sanctions for those who don't abide by the rules, for those who do, you know, or who are carrying on in, in what we saw in that program and some of the stuff that we saw in that program? What about the sanctions for those? The sanctions, I mean, we work with the Department of Special Investigations Unit, we work with the Gardaí, and we have taken many cases through the courts. As late as yesterday, we had to get a court warrant to um, seize greyhounds at a particular location where we weren't happy that the welfare of the greyhounds was the standard required. So there are sanctions there. The Welfare of Greyhounds Act, which came in in 2011, is there. We now have the Greyhound Racing Act of 2019. The measures are now there, and the IGB is absolutely intent on putting clear on welfare centre stage in everything we do. And it has been there, and will continue to be there for the, the, the future ahead. But when, Jerry, when you sat down and watched that primetime programme, like everybody else, I'm sure you watched it, um, I don't know whether you got to see it before it went out on air, um, I'm not too sure, but when you watched that programme and you saw dogs being shot in an acre yard, I mean, that must have put the heart in your mouth. You, you must have said to yourself, I, we really need to step up our game here. If we want to keep this sport as a national sport, if we want people still to enjoy it and go to it, we really need to look into this. Surely those programmes highlight a problem. And whether you believe it's accurate, and, and uh, you know, good luck at your complaint to the Broadcasting Authority, I'm sure they'll make a very fair decision. But whether you believe the programme is accurate or not, it does highlight a problem. Uh, we, we fully accept, Niall, that the programme highlighted um, welfare issues. What we're saying is that the overall programme was not representative of the industry, and as I say, we won't get into detail on that, but some of the welfare issues highlighted in relation to um, foreign countries, I don't think the IGP or anybody else can be held responsible for uh, welfare practices in foreign jurisdictions. These are the dogs uh, that were being put into the back of the truck, or being taken from the back of the truck, I think. Well, yeah, and yeah. again, some of the images were absolutely appalling. And in relation to Nacrovies, we actually have no... Um, statutory role or no remission in relation to the management of macaries. Um And again, I would say perhaps there are other animals that are treated in the same way. Everything seems to be laid at the door of the greyhound, which... Um, uh, but the dog, yeah, but the, yeah, but the dogs are bred for racing. And, you know, with respect to the, the greyhound owners, who obviously want to win, because that's the whole plan, isn't it? And to enjoy the sport as well. I mean, the dogs are bred to win. And if they, if they don't qualify, they are pretty much useless as far as the sport is concerned. So they have to be either A, rehomed, or B, many of them will be put to sleep. I mean, that, that's, just, that's a fact of the sport, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but, but that's a misunderstanding of the sport, Niall. I mean, we operate a grading system, so there's a place for the slow dog, there's a place for the medium dog, and there's a place for the super dog. And we are actually running veteran races, so once you have six dogs of, um, I suppose, equal capability, whether it be a slow capability or a medium capability, it is a valid race. So... It's, it's not yeah, but every, every greyhound owner wants to, be, to, to have the prized dog, don't they? they and well, not yeah, only for that, for breeding purposes as well. They want to have the prized dog. They want to have the fast dog. They don't want to be in the slow races. But again, I think there's nothing wrong with aspiring. I mean, every greyhound owner aspires to have an Irish Greyhound Derby winner. And mm. that, that's a good aspiration to have. And that's part of what drives the passion of the industry. I mean, people don't seem to, to realize that there are, are 7,300 owners out there. 
And I would say, from what I've seen, the very vast majority I am, of I'm sure most of them are responsible people. Focused. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, OK, and I know Maddie McGrath is now calling on Fault Ireland in terms of Ireland to immediately reverse its decision. I'm assuming that you were, you're saying the same thing. You want them to reverse this decision as far as great, the promotion of greyhound racing is concerned. Um, uh, but do you think that maybe there's a, a change in society as well? You know, And I've seen that change in relation to horse racing too that there's a change in society in the way that we feel about the use of animals, you know, in sports or entertainment. Do you think that's a, that's a, there's a change there? I think, that, I think there's certainly a change in relation to animal welfare. And I, I would give the examples that we were operating under 1958 legislation. The word welfare wouldn't even be mentioned in it. But I, I think across all um, animals, people want to see uh, animals well looked after and cared for. And as someone said to me lately, um, 20 or 30 years ago, people wouldn't think twice about putting the dog down, any dog. Nowadays, they will go to a vet to get the vet to put it down. And now we know that many vets, and rightly so, are saying, I'm not putting that dog down because it's a healthy dog, so mm-hmm. it should be put down. So, so you're right, and society's view has changed. And I think. We I mean, we've seen the ban on circuses uh, using animals there going back, you know, last year, and most counties now have banned them. Uh, you know, and we're seeing different ways that, you know, the use of animals has been banned for our entertainment. There's even questions being asked about zoos lately. So, I mean, ultimately, do you believe that maybe, uh, and I'll just be the final question because I know you're in a bit of a hurry today and I, and I don't want me to keep you. But ultimately, do you believe that, you know, it could be the end of the road at some point very soon for greyhound racing and horse racing and indeed any other sport that kind of utilises animals for entertainment? Yeah, no, no, and I think greyhound racing is different than just... It's not like a zoo or a circus where animals are used for show purposes. If you look at a greyhound, greyhound is, is built to run. It's born to run. That's what a greyhound is for. And, and Similar to a horse, yeah. Greyhounds are actually happiest when they're running. So I would argue you're going slightly against nature if um, people are taking the view that greyhounds should be uh, wrapped up in, in, in blankets and looked after from the day and they're born. All day. <laughs> that, that, that's against nature, that they are born to run and they're built to run. And that's that's... That's okay. in their breeding. All right, well, look, thank you very much indeed, and I appreciate you coming Thanks, on the air. CEO no of the Irish Greyhound Board, Jared Dullard. Uh, I want to get your opinions after the break. Um, do you support greyhound racing? Do you still support it? Uh, the question we're going to ask today is, do you think there's anything wrong with greyhound racing? How do you feel about greyhound racing? Maybe you're a breeder yourself. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Somebody says, yes, now the board never stood up for the welfare of the dogs. No end-of-life care plan, no retirement, no care plan, no green pastures for the dogs. It was all about the money. A fund uh, should have been set aside within the industry, says Siobhan. The Midwest, Nobody says, just because they can doesn't mean or doesn't need to be or have the happiest dog when they're doing it. Doesn't mean they're the happiest dog with the doing it. Well, I'm sure some dogs are happy running. I'm, I'm, I don't know very much about it. Uh, what's cruel about dogs running after a fake rabbit? It's much more cruel to have a dog cooped up, cooped up in a back garden 24-7, which most people do on a regular basis. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. There's 87 188 Emma, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Emma? Hi, Niall. Good. Well, you, you listen there. Now, the, obviously, the Irish Tourist Board, or Falch Ireland, should I say, have basically said, now, we're not going to, you know, advertise this anymore or market this anymore in our, in our marketing campaigns, which it always would have been part of an Irish Discover Ireland-type market campaign. And uh, the IGB and Matty McGrath and a few other TDs not very pleased about this. No. Um, you know, I, I work for um, Galway SPCA, which is a, a rescue based up in just outside Petumna here in Galway. Um, we're a mixed breed rescue, which um, we actually don't look like a mixed breed rescue at the moment. We have over half our dogs, our greyhounds, standing there at the moment or waiting for home. How many greyhounds have you got? 
um, in our rescue at the moment. Um, we have 45 kennels. We probably have about 18 greyhounds. Not forgetting lurchers. We have another 18 lurchers, and they all derive from the greyhound. You know, it's a great rating greyhounds, about 18. And where and are they? And, and where are you endless. getting them from? Who's du- who's dumping them off with you, or where are you where are you um, finding they come them? From, no, they come from. We're contacted by owners, trainers. Um, these are owners and trainers that we would work with on a regular basis. Um, they come to us with their dogs when their dogs are no longer um, on the racetrack if they're injured, too old, um, you know, no longer for breeding. So they would come to us and they would ask for us to take um, these greyhounds in and find homes for them. Um, you know. We have to have a working, and what happens a working when, relationship. And with respect to you, so, I mean, you're limited in how long you can keep these. Uh, and, you know, you're limited with space as well, of course. Of course. Yeah, we, so what happens when you run out of space or you can't find, owner, you know, can't find yeah. a home for the dogs? We're extremely lucky that we work with um, rescues all outside of Ireland. Um, we work with Erin Hounds in England, Forever Hounds Trust, and Pet Levieri in Italy, um, also in Sweden. So we do have an outlet for these dogs, but it doesn't happen overnight. We have to assess these dogs. We must remember these dogs are coming out of racing kennels. For most of them, they've never seen outside a racing kennel or a racetrack. And who, you know, pay, we, who pays, I mean, who pays you, Emma, to do it? <laughs> well, we're, we're a charity. Like every rescue in Ireland, we're, we're a charity. So who's funding, who funds you to do that? We have to fund ourselves. Right, Ireland, okay. And, and do the um, greyhound people that drop off the dogs, do you not charge them some, a fee? Um, yes, we do. We ask. We ask. And that's across the board, no matter what breed of dog. We do ask. Um, we do. I think there should have some. to be. I should, that should be obligatory. There should have to be a fee. If you want to rid yourself of a greyhound that's not much use to you anymore, there should have to be a fee that you have to pay then to help to rehome that dog. I would imagine that would be a good idea. There is. And I try. Um, I do try. And I stick to my guns quite a bit. But you've got to remember, I do this because I'm passionate about dogs. And when you are the deciding factor of over money so if they don't have the money to surrender their dog to you I am going to be the person who decides that dog's fate one way or another and if have, you ever, have no, you ever gone to the IGB and asked them for a few quid we don't work with the IGB um, we, we wouldn't we don't take funding from the IGB no but have you, well, why not why wouldn't you go to them and say listen you know we're helping obviously your industry as well by doing this this is a service we're providing by rehoming these dogs um, surely you could throw us a few quid well, for us, because um, IGB, that's, their, that's money that we feel is made from the back of the greyhound industry and off the back of the dogs. Um, so we wouldn't want that money. Uh, the other side is, if you take funding from the IGB, and some rescues do have to in order to survive um, and to help greyhounds, then those, those dogs that you home, that we home, they are, are down on the IGB um, homing site as being homed by them. That gives them credibility that we don't feel they deserve right now. Okay, well, we'll stay there a second because I've only got two minutes. I want to go to Tony, but I am going to continue this after the break anyway, so don't worry about it. So hang on, hang in there, Emma. Uh, Tony, yeah. you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tony? How are you? Are you good? Good. You're involved in greyhound racing. I am. I keep greyhounds and I breed them and I'm stuck in all kinds of greyhounds. Right. How many greyhounds have you got? Well, at the moment, I have about 10, but I could maybe go up and I could go down when I buy and sell when I spin in the litter. But, like, it's not about me and it's not about individuals. It's about the whole sport. These this aunties, like, they're, they're intimidating and bullying the whole place. They can walk around with impunity. If you take our side today, you'll be bombarded with emails and phone calls tomorrow morning. Those businesses can't run when they support greyhound racing, but these aunties attack them the following morning. Well, yeah, a lot of the advertisers of the greyhound racing have pulled out now, haven't they? Yeah, because they, they, they bombarded their phone lines. They couldn't run their business. They bombarded them with emails. 
showing him pictures. Well, I suppose, is, it, is, it, is it people just with concerns about the well-being of the dogs, not about your concerns, about the well-being? Like, you, how many dogs have you had in, in your career, Tony? Well, like, you see, every, he treats everything back a small bit. I'm telling no, you... No, no, uh, can you not just answer I, that question? It's an interesting question. I, I, I have answer. about 10 dogs at the moment. No, I, I know you have 10 dogs I, at the moment. How many have... I, how long have you been greyhound racing? 200. We'll say 200. We'll 200, say okay. So where, where's years. the other 180? Everyone I sell all my dogs. I have, a, I have a footprint in every one of my dogs. Every dog I sell have, a, have to get okay, a passport. Okay, okay so, so, so you, you've had about 200 dogs in your career. Some would have died naturally, obviously, right? But obviously, where, where yeah. Would, yeah, but where would the other 190, 190 dogs be? Let's say, we'll say even give you the benefit of the maybe 50 are dead at this stage, died naturally. Where, where's the rest of them? They're all sold. Everyone in my sold. Sold to who? I, I, I can sell, do sell them teams and I'll get a passport. You have to get a diploma or a visa to leave the country. Did you ever put any of them to sleep? I did, I did. I put one or two of them to sleep when they were in ill health or broke up. But we never put Would healthy you... dogs to sleep and we don't put healthy dogs to sleep. Right. Because that's, that's the way we walk, like. There's, no, there's races for every grade of a dog, right? And there's, there's a home for every dog and we're rehoming. I ain't stuck in the cock greyhounds friends of Cockroach and we are stuck in Rehome big time and we are promoted to everyone we know and that's the way forward and that has to be the way right and there's no ifs or boots about it the days of Greyhound being put down when they're healthy is long long gone but not, a, not, according, to or, not according to RTE according to RTE that program was completely biased and completely wrong and he Joe Dallas was on a while ago let me speak Joe Dallas was on a while ago and he couldn't speak about the program because they aren't RTE there's a load of Pile of lies told in that program, and it's completely wrong. Well, we'll, we'll let RT and the Broadcasting Authority sort that out with the Irish Greyhound Racing Board. Now, they can decide whether it was inaccurate or not. But I think certainly the program did highlight a problem, and to deny that there's a problem, Tony, is a bit bizarre. Well, nobody denied that there's a problem with a minority. But, Tony, do, do you accept that maybe the climate is changing, the way we, we think about animals has changed. I'm not saying we're all going to suddenly go vegan tomorrow or anything like that, but just the way we think about animals and the way we use animals for our entertainment or for racing or whatever it happens to be, that we're, we're kind of changing the way we think about things and that the industry itself, be it greyhound racing or horse racing, ultimately is probably doomed. It's not doomed at all, but we have changed the way we're thinking about all these things. But like, we when children, when I was a child going to school, we got slaps from the teacher. If they did that now, they'd be up for assault. The world is changing. We accept the world is changing. And that's why all the rehoming of greyhounds is brought in and all the welfare things are being brought in. And like Joe Dollar said, welfare wasn't helped us. But the world was a different place 30 years ago. No, I accept no that. Problem. I accept that, yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's yes. say one of your dogs, one of the 10 dogs you have there, yes. let's say, you know, he gets a bit of an injury, right? But he's just no, he's not much use. He's a grand dog, grand pet, but yes. no use for racing anymore. What, what's your plan then? What do you, what do you do? What steps do you take then? Well, the steps you do, you contact IGB and you tell them your story and they put you on the rehoming list and you take your dog to the vet and you get your dog neutered and you get him vet checks and you get a warm dose and whatever they do and they get you a passport and IGB pay for most of it and you pay for some of it and you get rehomed after the lot more and go to build. Okay, well, so how do, well, well then how does Emma end up with 20 or 18 um, greyhounds and 18 lurchers she has yeah, there? How does she end yeah, up with all that? There's just too many, Niall. They're, they're breeding. Right. It's the overbreeding. There just aren't homes out there for the volume of greyhounds being bred every year in Ireland. And as that man, that caller there says, Tony, you know, he sells his. He sells his on afterwards. Um, you know, and again, so, you know, the greyhound is being exploited 
uh, every stage of its life. You know, first no, on the track. No, exploiting. Exploited. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about being exploited. It, you know, Joe Dollard says they love to run. I pet greyhounds living in my home with me that I've adopted through our rescue. Yes, they love to run. My dogs love to run. But they don't look, yeah. you know, they don't need to run on a track. And going back like, to the Irish tourism well, but, but Emma, what, what difference would it make if it was on a track? Or a, it's oh. on a track, Niall. Every time the dog is put on a track, the greyhound is put on a track, it's six dogs in every race. Every time they're on a track, their life is at risk. You know, the first end is where most of the accidents happen. You know, many of these trainers put their dogs out there But domestic pets' lives are at risk when they're running up and down fields and you throw a stick for them. So, I mean... Does, but does not, it, at, not as in greater percentage. If you look but I mean, at when I, when I've, I'm, I'm not... Don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of greyhound racing. I've never really been to a greyhound, but anything I've seen on TV, okay. the dogs look like they're, they want to do it. And they, they look happy enough to do it. All dogs love to run. My greyhounds are pets. They're, they're all next racers. They love to run. But now the difference is they are running for fun. They're not running under pressure. They're not running for somebody else's entertainment. But they're doing um, it. But if, they did, if the dog didn't want to run, should he just sit there? You know, it, it, it's... it's no, well, no, I mean, no, no, logically. I mean, no, I mean if the I dog understand. didn't want... Nobody, it's not like somebody's giving him an electric shock up his arse at the start of the race. If he didn't want to run, he would just sit there. Now, these dogs are, you know, they are trained as, as saplings when they come in off the field. They are trained to lure, which is to chase the lure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like my dog is chased, uh, trained to run after a stick. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying? And, do, and she enjoys yes. running after the stick. Yes, but then not... Seems like a pointless a exercise, but... <laughs> When I take my dogs out in the field, or we take our sanctuary dogs out for their run in the field, um, you know, they're not as in such danger as when they're put in a, in a racing environment and they have to compete. I mean, I, I understand when we talk about, say, things like the Grand National, where horses are jumping over fences which are inhumane. I mean, and there's, there's guaranteed to be injuries because it's just impossible sometimes for a horse to jump over a fence that size or to, to run that fast because of the competition. But with greyhounds, it's different. You don't have a jockey egging it on. You know, and I'm not, I'm not supporting the sport here, no. you know. I mean, you know, in summary, I believe that these sports will come to a natural end at some point. But are we overthinking the, what we're saying about the dogs? I mean, I probably do agree with Jared that if the dog wouldn't run, if he didn't want to run. And, and dogs do. We take in dogs who have been banned off the track for one reason or another, that they haven't ran, that they've turned their heads. Um, that's not allowed. Um, and we get those dogs in. You know, they're, they're never going to be natural racers. Um, if you for want of a better word. But, you know, injuries do occur. On every racetrack uh, across the country, injuries occur. Okay, well, well, stay there for a second and stay there with me, Tony, if you can. Let me go to Nuala Donlan, who sent in that message from the Greyhound Action Ireland. Uh, Nuala, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, now. Um, I mean, obviously, Emma would like to see the sport banned. I'm assuming you would, too. Uh-huh. Um, the sport is clearly in trouble at the moment. Uh, obviously, public opinion of it is not, well... Many, much of the public are not in favour of it at the moment. Uh, but in saying that, uh, you believe it should be also be banned. Well, can I just go back for a moment to the dogs wanting and enjoying running? That's not the question. That's not the focus. And that's Mr. Dollar trying to divert attention from the real question, which is what happens when they don't run fast enough anymore? That's where the problem starts with the welfare of the dogs. I, I, I mean, I do accept what Emma's saying. 600 dogs were killed on tracks in, in, in Ireland last year. But the problem starts even further back than that, and I don't know if, if Tony or, or any of the people from the welfare frater- the Greyhound Racing Fraternity have read the preferred results report, which is based on figures 
provided by the Irish Greyhound Board, um, and the Irish Greyhound Board paid a fair whack of money to get this report done. And preferred results, actually, using the figures, came up with 6,000 dogs who never make it onto the race management system. These dogs are killed because they never ran fast enough in the first place. Yeah, so they failed to, to make the qualification times. Yeah, they're not, they're not good enough, basically. Yeah. And, and we're not even talking here in that 6,000 about dogs who don't run fast enough anymore or the over 1,000 uh, stud dogs and, and brood bitches that are taken out of the pool every year. So the 6,000 figure that was the... the 5,987 was the figure they, they mentioned, yeah. Yeah, but, but saying that this programme in RTE is a lie and so bias. on... Bias, bias yeah, is the word they use. But it's based on the report that the IGB sat on for two years, that it commissioned itself. Well, I, I think the IGB is basing their complaint to the Broadcasting Authority based on the footage that was used in the programme, and some of the footage was outside Ireland, which would be outside their control. Well, some of the footage... But the footage is real, Niall, and we. No, I don't think he's denying the footage is real, but yeah, but the footage, a lot of the footage, and I, I know what people are talking about. The footage was used, um, you know, it was outside Ireland. I think there was one particular piece of footage where dogs were being taken in out of a truck or sort of van or something like that. But it wasn't in this country. But they were Irish dogs, mm-hmm. and they were Irish dogs being boiled alive in China. And if people in the greyhound industry want us to believe that they actually care about their welfare then they're not going to let their dogs go to countries where this is happening to them. And, and I'm sorry, you know, as I said in my text message to you, they've been in existence for over 60 years, and, and suddenly we're hearing about welfare. Can you imagine the amount of dogs that have died? in, in Absolutely, in but country? I think even the IGB and Tony mentioned, and it would be fair to say that, you know, 50, or 1954, as, as he mentioned, when the original regulations came in, we probably didn't care very much about animal welfare as human beings. We didn't, you know, as culturally, we didn't care as much as we do now. That's correct. Yeah, That's so, I mean, correct. and that, and that would be acceptable as an answer. The legacy which they have, which is a legacy of, and, you know, the previous um, chief executive of the Irish Greyhound Board, Pascal Taggart, he's on the record as saying that overbreeding, and Emma identified this as the problem, overbreeding is an inescapable part of the Rayhound Days. Well, 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 let me, let me ask Tony about that. Tony, overbreeding, you bre- you're breeding your own dogs, I assume, Tony. Yes. Okay, yeah. so, and, and what happens to dogs that don't qualify for either, you know, for a grade A or grade zero up to grade 10, that they don't qualify? All dogs, every dog have a home to go to, right? The dogs, oh. they That's not an answer. Nine. That's not an answer. I'll give you an answer, right? But like, you see, they go on that. Frank, Frank Nine was on the radio on the doll yesterday. And he went through this story of 6,000 dogs. And he explained it all, above the doll, on the record, where every word he said can be checked. And there's nobody missing. The 6,000 is not an accurate figure, right? I'll go back to my one dog now in a second. The well, it was, that was the figure. That, well, 5,987 5, was the figure that came out of the report. Are you saying the but report is not they're accurate? They're rebuking. I'm not into the party, but they're, not, they're after rebuking that this and that one. Well, that's easy to do that, yeah. So yeah. try not that, but you like, we can't. But Frank Nine was involved in the Dalian yesterday under oath, and he gave the right figures, and there's nobody quoting them today because there's, there's no story attached, and they're no good to the entities. Yeah, but but are, are you denying that? Nine, okay, yeah, well, leave, leaving aside the actual figure then, right? Let's say, you know, we can mess around with the figure even. Are you denying that dogs are killed uh, because they're not good enough to run? I am. You're telling am. me that doesn't happen? It doesn't happen ah, come anymore. On. It might have ah, Tony, 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 yeah, come ah, on. Tony, 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 we're going to have a debate here. Let's not talk fantasy, all right? Well, we won't talk fantasy. Dogs are not put down. Maybe one time in the past history, things like that happened, but all that is gone. And can I ask Tony a question? Tony, really? She can ask me a dish like... Can I ask him a question? Yes, I knew. Well, I never asked him a question. Niall, Tony, Tony, 
Yes. Did the IGB make up the figures they gave to preferred results? Did I, I, did I don't know the figures are very good. Did, did Frank Nine make up the figures he gave to the Dahlia? Yeah. To a body that they lied to when they gave them the figures. Did Frank what Nine lie to the Dahlia yesterday? What was, what was the figures he gave yesterday in the doll? I, 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 but he went through every one of them. Took the to look him up. Could he explain all five thousand nine hundred eighty-seven dogs? Could it's he explain way, them way all? Thousands less. It's a waste. It's only a minute. He even showed the whole detail of it. But like, I haven't. Okay, but, 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 but Tony, the very fact that you're saying to me that dogs aren't killed who don't qualify. That's now we're talking fantasy here. Now, if you if you want we're me not. to believe, if you want we're me to not. believe that, we're, you no, might you might not have done it. But are you telling me it doesn't happen in the industry? Come on, Tony. Maybe a quarter of a one percent or somebody, maybe I don't know, but I can't say they do when I don't do it myself and I don't see it being done. The only grounds that are put down the ones that are badly injured, they have a rehoming program for every one of them now. I'm telling oh. you that straight up, they have a rehoming. I've well, I, well, the ones that Emma has, there was no rehoming program, they were just happened to be owners who dumped them off at her. Well, you know, the reason, the reason these owners come to, come to rescue centers like ourselves is they will tell you the waiting time for their dog to get a home through the IGB is too long and they won't keep the dogs for that length of time. And going back to Tony's um, comment that dogs are not um, put to sleep anymore, I've lost dogs. Every rescue has lost greyhounds because yes. we haven't been fast enough at getting a kennel space for those dogs. And that is just the bottom line. You know, I, I appeared on, on the RTE documentary, I'm Not a Liar. You know, um, I work very, very hard. I have a huge passion for these dogs. You know, anything um, I say is, is coming from the heart. And we have lost dogs because we haven't been fast enough. We have a list of greyhounds waiting to come into our kennels still. For us, you know, we're picking up the pieces from this industry, like many rescues in Ireland, for years and years. Okay, well, well hang on. Uh, Patrick and Corporal, I texted, he said, a great sport with fantastic people involved. The wrongdoings of a minority will not destroy the majority. Long live greyhound racing. Let me go to Peter as well. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? How's it going, Noel? Um, you've been listening to Nuala Donlan from Greyhound Action Ireland, and also you've been listening to Emma there as well, who's involved yeah. in uh, rehoming dogs. I mean, um, realistically, there's a problem, Peter. There's a problem. But, Noel, the reason why all these big companies have stopped sponsoring greyhound racing. And the Department and of Agriculture are questioning the 16.8 yeah. million they're funding it every year, yeah? Right. After the RTE programme came out, there was a thing on Facebook, I mean hundreds of people getting together, anti-greyhound racing people, and they were laughing and saying, let's bomb, let's get a list of every company that sponsors greyhound racing and let's bombard their phones and their emails so they can't even receive business calls. And they went around every single company that sponsors greyhound racing and for the whole day rang their phones, sent email after email after email telling them to stop funding the, the greyhound racing. Now, if the businesses had to come to this conclusion themselves after watching what was on RTE, fair enough. But the majority of the people that have stopped sponsoring Greyhound Race... You believe have been bullied into it? Oh, you want to see the on the Facebook, you want to see the laughing and the joking from the anti-Greyhound racers. Yes, we got another company to stop sponsoring. Niall, we bombarded I... them with phone calls, we bombarded them with emails, let's get the next, next company. That's why I, I, I have pictures of a save. You know I, what I mean? We have greyhounds myself. You're 100% right, that man. Okay, many greyhounds have you got, Peter? Sorry. 
I have three at the house at the minute. One is uh, a, a bitch that I have the last four years. She hasn't raced in two years because she broke a hock. But she's like a she's like a daughter. She just she's here with me. And um, I have greyhounds getting reared and pups getting reared. And nobody talks about the amount of money that the the breeders and rearers actually put into the dogs. When you when you when you have a mating, you to register that mating, it's twenty eight euro. When then you have a litter, it's sixteen euro to register that litter. Once the pups are born, okay, you have to pay fifteen pounds per pup, fifteen euros a pup to register them and to microchip them. Then you have to pay another sixteen euro to name each greyhound. So if you have a litter of eight greyhounds, okay, the cost of just getting them to a year old with feeding, with the fees that you have to pay, goes into thousands, you know? And then when, when you bring your dogs, this is how... how okay, the point you're making is you, you don't want them, you know, not to make the grade or to be in a situation where you have to rehome them because they've cost you a lot of money anyway to get them to that point. No, so it's you, not that's not the end game. This. Yeah, I under, no, I understand yes, that. Every hobby costs money. Well, yeah, every hobby does cost money. Yeah, but, but Peter, it's a fair point that Emma just made. Every hobby costs money. If I want to raise a car, I have to buy a car. So every hobby costs money. But, exactly. a do- but the difference is a car is, you know, an inanimate object. A, you know, a, a dog is a sentient being. So, Nudie, you want to say something there to Peter? Go ahead. Niall, could, could I just say there that you're talking to people who own one or two dogs. Greyhound no, 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 no. Part, I know a lot of people that own more than one and two dogs. Greyhound, well, and I, well, hang on. Let her finish. Let her finish, please. Greyhound racing is made up. Have of, you ever, for Peter? Let her finish, please. Sorry. Greyhound racing is made up for the most part of people who are breeding on an industrial size scale. Huge numbers of dogs. I mean, I, I live not uh, ten kilometres from a huge breeding establishment. They breed greyhounds. They have thousands of dogs. So when, when these people come on and say, I breed, I have one dog, and I love that dog, and I, that's not the real reality of greyhound racing. Also, There's what happens dogs. a lot in greyhound racing, and it's happening increasingly, and the IGB are encouraging it to happen, is you have syndicates who own a dog. Now, they may never even touch the dog they own. So this dog is a name which is raced, and that's as far as their interest in the dog goes. It's a name, they go and they bet on it, and they watch it run. But that's their interest in the dog. So, you What's know, the picture of greyhound racing has been something where you have one or people who have one or two dogs and they love their dogs and they hang on to their no, dogs no. and the dogs stop racing. That's not the accurate picture. Going back to the campaign that... that okay, we, yeah, we could get back to the campaign Peter was talking about. So did, were you actively involved in that, Nuno? Well, of where? course I was actively involved, but can I just tell you that... Okay, we but were you, re- were you contacting and ringing I, advertisers I and sponsors? Yes, I, I emailed all the companies... Who, who sponsor greyhound racing? Absolutely, and I make no apologies. And what, what was the content of the, of the? What's the kind the of content? Of, the content of my fake email Facebook was. Well, well, hang on, Peter. I'm going to find. Email was pointing out what had hap- what had been shown on Primetime Investigates, and asking them to consider withdrawing their sponsorship. That I would imagine was the content of most emails they got. Believe me, after Primetime Investigates. There wasn't much need for campaign groups to campaign because I think most Irish people were so sickened by what they saw. I think there was a a voluntary outpouring of disgust. And I don't think campaign groups had to do... It's a fair point, Peter. You know, I think everybody was disgusted by that programme. Absolutely I understand, but why why show a dog being boiled in Japan to try and get a point across in Ireland? Because because the point was the dog was an Irish dog. dog. No, no. How oh, did they know it was an Irish dog? dog? That was never established. How did they know that that, that was, was an never Irish established? Dog? That was an Irish dog. That, wasn't that was never established by anyone. 
No, but this Ireland, is what the aunties prey on. Uh, yeah, no, they prey on all this this stuff, all the dogs boiled in China. And what about the other dogs that were on the trucks, the German Shepherds and the little Peter, pets you, that, that Peter, people you, had? Peter, what about all them other dogs? Do you realise that 70% of uh, advertised dogs... I wouldn't believe a word out of your mouth because you're an anti-racer. A country Peter, which has absolutely nothing in its laws in relation to animals or to protect animals. I mean, but it, well, okay, he, make, he makes a fair point in relation to that particular scene from, from the documentary which showed, you know, the dog being boiled in, in, in China and other dogs being taken out the truck. There was no mention of the other breeds of dogs that were taken out the truck, which were probably domestic pets owned by people, uh, which were just put up for rehoming because people didn't want them. If that was the case then, should we just ban people from owning dogs because some people are irresponsible? I don't, I don't know what your point is. Well, no, well, the point is, I mean, we're claiming that, you know, racing or greyhound racers are irresponsible people or some of them certainly are irresponsible in the way they're getting rid of their dogs, yeah. right? Because they end up on trucks heading off uh, to Japan to be boiled or China to be boiled, right? Or whatever it happens to be. But there was other dogs on the truck which weren't greyhounds. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, so if we were to apply the same logic... You know, that we all get all up in arms about it and, and we get onto companies and we ban sponsorship and ban everything and ban greyhound racing. Should we then turn around to people and say, well, because of a few irresponsible domestic owners and private owners, we should just ban people from owning dogs in the first place? But the point you're missing, Niall, is that the other dogs weren't owned by a semi state body, which is funded by the Irish government every year to the tune of 16 plus million. The Irish government is funding a body which is responsible for overbreeding greyhounds to the tune of 6,000. I would reckon that's a concern. Okay, but even if the Irish government, the Department of Agriculture, pulled the funding of 16.8 million and said, right, we're not going to fund it anymore, you still wouldn't be happy, Nula and Emma, because you'd still campaign against it. Greyhound racing would be gone next week, a month, a year, certainly a year from now. Almost half their budget is given from the public purse. I mean... What other industry in this country that would be completely unviable economically would be funded from the public purse year after year to try and keep it going? It's, it's a dead industry. Horse racing? Horse racing is viable. Greyhound horse racing, racing, horse racing is viable, Peter. No, hang on a second, right? Horse racing is funded by bookies, etc., etc. It's very viable. And, and the same with greyhound racing. You said a minute ago, right? A jockey has to get on a horse, push that horse, and whip that horse home, right? Why aren't they campaigning against that? Where well, is the greyhound? If campaign, I'm sure you get, get loads of people to join you. And if bring you it out so, onto a greyhound. So uh, well, I, I think, Peter, the, the point is very, it's very simple to explain that. Horse racing, firstly, is a huge industry, much bigger than greyhound yeah. racing. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of tourism involved. There's a lot of in, individuals involved employed in horse racing. It's a bigger fish and to fry. And, and by the way, racing. I don't think it'll be too long down the road by, before that happens as well, right? But in saying that, it's a bigger industry to go for. Greyhound industry is a smaller industry. Yeah, and that's why they're going for it. Well, you and can see, bullies. You can see where, where, bullies. Where the, this whole campaign, when you go back to the campaign of when the RTE thing was shown, the people laughing and joking of how many times they ran companies and how many emails they sent from fake email accounts to get them oh, to Peter, stop Peter, sponsoring. Peter, Peter, please. Are you saying that didn't happen? 46,000 people signed an online petition calling on the tourist bodies to drop uh, greyhound racing. Are you saying 46,000 people are fake? Are you saying they're fake? Peter, the industry that you love so much is in trouble, and it's not down, I, I would love it to be the case, to a few people who campaign. It's down to the fact that you don't have people going. The gate is down 50% in the last 10 years. 
the, the turnover and have you, is have you, have you seen the gates recently since all you anti start coming out in force and bullying people? No, we're not Have you seen people. the gates recently? What are the, what are the gates like, like recently? Unbelievable. The people are rallying around Greyhound racing like they've never done before and the gates, people are filling the Greyhound stadiums again. Well, it wasn't a Galway last weekend. People are backing up the sport again. Sorry, Emma. And what happened in Galway it last week? I was at a protest last weekend in Galway. I've been... There's been more than 80 protests across the country um, since the RTE programme aired. Um, many of those people, and it's lovely to see, um, many of those people are just general public people who saw the documentary, who, as you say, were sickened. You know, and it's 2019. Surely, in this day and age, you know, we are not going to continue using animals as a, as a form of entertainment. Okay, well, do me a favour. I have to take a break. Uh, same, guys. Uh, there's loads and loads of people are texting in on both sides of the argument. Uh, I bet you won't ask the government about giving money to bodies to carry out abortion. Why are you bringing an abortion into this particular thing? Well, how and ever. Uh, women in this country are now... Uh, oh, this is the same person, is it, obviously? Why are people equating... No, it's not actually different. Why are people equating abortion to dog racing? Uh, Dublin buses funded by the taxpayer... That's a service to the general public. It's not dogs running around a track, you clown. Uh, is that guy's name really Peter? The guy talking about the dogs? Yeah, yeah, that's Peter. He's been on the show many times before. Uh, what about a uh, clown hero who tested positive three times for cocaine? Uh, there was no sanction on that trainer. The person said, run fast enough. All dogs catered for great uh, from A0 to A10. 99% of dogs qualify. I'm 15 uh, stone and I'd achieve quali- and I'd achieve a qualification time. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. I'm asking you a simple question. Do you think there's anything wrong with greyhound racing? And we see today that uh, Folger Ireland have said that they will not be featuring greyhound racing and their campaigns domestically are overseas. And the Irish Greyhound Board have asked them to revisit that decision. And so has Manny McGrath and many other TDs as well. This, of course, because Shane Rost reigns concerns about greyhound racing um, after the RTE Primetime Investigates programme. Let me know what you think about greyhound racing. And you can text us at 087-188-0008 if you're an owner and you breed a lot of dogs. I'd like to hear from you as well. Stay with me there, please, Nuala and Peter, if you possibly can. Uh, let me just go to James. James, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, James? Good afternoon to you, Niall. I've been listening there very closely. Uh, down here in our own track in Cork and Corraheen, the people going in there to watch the sport, Niall, are regularly abused by these fascist bullies, Niall. These who, are the, who, the, the, who are the fascist? Then don't obviously name no, people's names. No, no, these animal names. rights fascists. Animal Niall. rights, okay. They, they, they attack the people going in. People even with their children, Niall. Vile abuse they get. And, and what, uh, sort, what sort of abuse are they getting? Oh, all sorts, you know, it's probably called all calling. sorts of names, Niall. Uh, and uh, that's the kind of people they are. See, but they, yeah, but when you say that's the kind of people, they're quite, well, hang on, I, I mean, I don't obviously condone that kind of behaviour, but in saying that, they're quite passionate about animal cruelty. So, yeah, see, they all come under the one umbrella and the, the same animal rights. They're the people now who are the vegans who want to put the farmers out of business now. Just because they don't want to eat meat, they'll make sure you don't want to eat meat. The arrogance. There's, there's a huge difference. Yeah, but hold on, but there's a huge difference in not eating. I mean, I'm not a vegan. I love a good burger and a good steak. I'm not a vegan by any stretch of the imagination, but I do have concerns about, you know, how animals are used for entertainment or for our, pur- you know, for, you know, run around a track. I do have concerns about it. 
I'm not yes, suggesting yes, we should ban it, but I have concerns about it. I have no problem with the regulation. People have been checked, and I probably there may be there may be some people who who don't behave as well as they should, and they should be obviously. I'm sure Peter there and the other man would want don't want those people in the industry. But you don't condemn the majority of greyhound owners, and I know them because some of them are, are my neighbours now, and are decent people who love their dogs now and look after them very well. So the idea that you could put a brush across the whole industry just because a minority don't behave, this, it's the same in every organisation now. My own church now suffered from a minority of people not doing what they should do, and the whole church got a brush put across it now. It's the same thing. Uh, the same thing with politics. There are people in politics who, who are crooks, and uh, but the majority of people in politics aren't. So every group, every organisation will have people who will misbehave. Look at the Garda Corner now. Lately with the Garda Corner, we had people who misbehaved very badly and they had to be exposed. But we don't put a brush across the whole Gardaí corner now. Okay, well, we'll, let, we'll let Nuala answer that question. Nuala, it's kind of a fair point in the, the sense that, you know, yes, there are people being exposed who have badly treated greyhounds, who put greyhounds down for no reasons, good healthy animals, who are breeding greyhounds unnecessarily, you know, but it's not everybody, Nuala. And, you know, and you know, Greyhound Action Ireland wants to see the sport banned where there are people out there who look after their animals. The sport is based on a model where overbreeding of dogs, is you just can't get away from it. And that is going to lead to welfare problems, and that is exactly what has happened. And, you know, I, I am so tired since the Primetime Investigates program of hearing about all these people who love their dogs. If people love their dogs that much, they wouldn't be responsible or a part of an industry which kills so many thousands of dogs every year. And can I just go back what your speaker there said about the um, demonstrators at, at Greyhound Tracks. I have demonstrated outside several Greyhound Tracks and any time we have a demonstration the guards are present at all times. So if the law is being broken then the guards Would, would, they, be, would they be berating people and verbally abusing people well, going in? obviously we are reminding people about what's going on uh, inside the Greyhound the, the, the word reminding now well hang on Peter the, the word reminding well I mean what, what would you chant at people or what would you shout? Or what? That animals are dying inside no, on the no, track no, no. that the IGB is responsible for thousands of deaths every year that greyhound racing is a cruel activity asking people to reconsider going in and in fact the only physical altercation I have seen outside the greyhound track was when a couple of our members were attacked outside Shelburne Park a number of months oh. ago so you know we can no, both. Can please, 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 we, we can both. We can both. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Well. Okay. Well. Peter. Outside the track. Okay. Peter. You, know? you want. You want to say something in relation to the. Yeah. the, the and, and Peter, please don't name anybody's names or anything like that. I'd ask you not no, to. No. There's okay. videos of a bus of old age pensioners going to a particular track. As they're getting off the bus, there's protesters in their face calling them murderers, scum, all these. It's mm. unbelievable the way they were protesting that. The old age pensioners got back on the bus, turned around, and the anti uh, greyhound people start cheering. They are not in any way peaceful. They're in people's faces. They're on bullhorns, calling people murderers. You're taking part in murder. And you. Is that, no, 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 is that uh, Nula, would you, you wouldn't be involved in that kind of activity, would you? Not, I, I have no experience of that. Okay, but you, would you would you call people murderers? Nula, would you would you refer to people as as murderers or? 
Well, I wouldn't refer to people going into the greyhound racing as murderers. I don't know, you know, people going in to watch a greyhound race probably have absolutely nothing to do with owning greyhounds and aren't part so of the So why are you trying to turn them away? How are you turn I, them away? I can't speak, f- I, I don't know what Peter's talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, Peter, in fairness, yeah. Nuala can't represent everybody who's anti-greyhound, yeah, I, I don't right? I know what he's talking about. Okay, she can only represent herself. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, ah. Uh, okay, uh, well, uh, well, hang on, let me, let me get back to James. James, there is no doubt that there's a climate change, you know, not just in Ireland, but around the world, and the way we, we look at animals and the way we treat animals. Sure, in my day, you know, our domestic dog used to run around the streets all day. You know, he wasn't in the house most of the time, whereas you wouldn't really see that as much anymore. So there's there's no doubt that we, we, we treat animals differently. And maybe we're looking at this now, James, with different, you know, kind of glasses on us saying that this is not the way we should treat animals. Animals are not for our entertainment. Yes, for food, we can argue about that. That's a good debate. But for entertainment purposes, this is not the reason why animals should survive or exist. Well, I, I, I look at this in a broader way now. Um, I believe that some animals should earn their keep. Why not now? They're the same as us. Why shouldn't they earn their keep? Police dogs earn yeah, their but keep. I wouldn't run you around a track to earn your keep. Uh, security dogs earn their keep. Uh, um, drugs dogs with the police earn their keep now. So why not some dogs? Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but hold up, yeah, but hang on. Most of them are useless okay. now. They sit up on the couch all day and do nothing except watch Jeremy Kyle. And the, the, but the, but how, many, dogs how many dogs are, are useful? And they could earn their keep. Like the collie will earn his keep on the farm now. Yeah, but how many collies are being put down? How many guide dogs are being put down? How many dogs that are used for drug trafficking uh, will be put down on a regular basis or are bred? There isn't multiples bred and put down again because they're not much use. The point I'm making is, and the, a lot of those dogs will be rehomed who are not much used at doing that but particular job. The great, I mean, hold on. Newell has made a really good point in relation to the fact that there are multiple dogs bred who don't make the grade and who aren't much used at running or they make it into the track and they're put to sleep. I judge people by their actions, not their words. Now, if all of these people who are concerned about the greyhounds and want to look after them, then there should be no problem them getting rehoused when they're finished now. Come along and take one yourself. Well, why should they have to do that? They didn't breed them. But they have no that's not an argument. That's not an argument, James. They didn't breed them. It's not everybody else's responsibility to deal with your problem. There are many dog owners around there. If they're concerned about the dogs, go and take one yourself. Peter, how many dogs have you got right now? Seven, you say, yeah? Seven, yeah. Okay, how long are you doing this? The last ten years. And how many dogs have you had over ten years? I'd say I've had around 30. So where are the other, where are the rest of the dogs now? When the other twenty three dogs, where you are they? Get good money for them. What? And you sell if you can make your your money back, you can sell them on. Okay, so for never, breeding. Yeah. I've never I've never put a dog down. Um, I've always when you sell a dog, you have to sign forms into the new owner's name. There's a footprint to where the dog has gone. Have you and have you then, sent any for rehoming? No, and these also. These greyhounds have helped me in my recovery from the life I lived as well. I mean, Nuna, not would you accept that not every every owner is a bad owner? Absolutely, of course, not every owner is a bad owner. But you know, do the maths, Niall. Well, no, no, I'm doing the maths. <laughs> yeah, but if if a racing dog's career is three or four years, and somebody is going to continue racing even one greyhound continuously, then you build that up over a number of years, they're going to be responsible for a hell of a lot of dogs that they're going to have to look after. And, and that's the problem. Neola, how many dogs do the RSPCA and charities put down every year because they can't get homes for them? 
that I don't have figures for, Peter, but I would imagine. Oh, oh very, no, you don't very, have figures for that, few. but you have figures for the No, I mean, no it, wouldn't, no, it wouldn't be very few. In fairness, Nuala, there were thousands of dogs, domestic animals that people didn't want or bought for Christmas or whatever it happened to be, are put down uh, on a regular basis. And thousands and thousands of dogs. I think you should check that out. I think no. they, they no, really no. See, do No, no, she doesn't want to check out now. I, I, well, I, I don't, I, well, I don't, Neil, I don't have the figures to hand, but I'm pretty sure, no, you know, no. we, we've spoken to Dogs Trust on the air, we've spoken to the RSPCA on the air many times, and dogs are put to sleep well, eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so the point I'm making is, by, by this logic that you're talking about, and, and I understand what you're saying about the industry lends itself to breeding dogs unnecessarily that don't need to be bred, but the point is that if we use the same logic, we should stop people owning dogs in the first place. Well, no, we shouldn't stop people owning dogs. We should continue the work that has been going on. In 2001 in this country, over 20 unwanted dogs in the general dog population in 2001 were put down. Last year, the figures showed there were 721 dogs put down in pounds across this country because they, they were surrendered by their owners and they couldn't be found homes. We have put a lot That's of money ridiculous. in this country into, into reducing Where did you get that rate. figure from? Just pull that out of the skull. Uh, look up the Department of the Environment. A minute ago. Okay, well, I, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to disagree with your figure, and I'm not going to disagree with your argument against the Peter. There might be many dogs that were officially put down or put to sleep, but many dogs were just abandoned or thrown out at roadsides or, you know, thrown at the bottom of a river with a rock in a bag. Of you course. Know. A minute ago she said she didn't know. And now all of a sudden she I said... I said I didn't know how many the ISPCA put down, which I don't. Now, in relation to the figures, uh, because I wanted to clarify the figures for you there in relation to dogs, and this according to an Irish Times article in the Department of Agriculture, more than 1,500 dogs were destroyed in dog pounds around Ireland last year. And that's only the ones officially recognised as being destroyed. Many dogs who aren't chipped, of course, or who don't end up in dog pounds are probably just destroyed or dumped at the side of the road. An average of four per day. There, the Department of Environment figures, um, and according to Dogs Trust, um, it is concerned about the high percentage of registered greyhounds entering um, and and dying in dog pounds every year. Over two hundred of two hundred eighty four greyhounds that went into pounds last year, two hundred thirty four were surrendered by their owners, and forty six were taken in as strays. It said one hundred and fifty two of the two hundred eighty four were actually destroyed, which is half of them. Uh, the rest of them were rehoned. That's not a good figure, Peter, is it? Only ha- now these are the ones that went into pounds, by the way. Uh, only half yeah. of them were actually rehomed. The rest were all just destroyed. So yeah, good. but that's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't they protesting outside these places where there's dogs being killed? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair, you know, Nuala, it's a fair point. Then, now, you you mentioned figures to me there, Nuala, but according to the Department of Environment, there was 1,500. This was last year, by the way, in the Irish Times, 1,500 dogs. Yeah, no, the figure I have is 721. Well, okay, well, okay. well this is from the Department of Environment. I, I mean, are we denying these figures? <laughs> well, okay. Niall, can I just say this? Are we saying that because there are irresponsible dog owners in the country who, who, who don't care what happens to their dogs, that we should publicly fund an industry which is responsible for overbreeding dogs to the scale that we've already discussed. Why are we equating the two? Of course You're getting away from the point. Dog. The same and thing, you are protesting about and it's happening in other places. And you are not, well. not targeting these places. You are targeting the greyhound industry because it's a financial benefit to you. It's not just overbreeding, Peter. There's also the little matter of doping and the little matter of blooding greyhounds. And again, Endemic the in the well, well, he, he, okay, I can't hear to you the time. He did say he's all for cleaning up the sport, and yes, we, we know about doping and blooding, and we know it does happen. Uh, but Peter said he's all for cleaning up the sport. Speaking of cleaning up the sport, stay there, please, Neil. Let me go to Roy. Roy, you're on Classic Hits. Roy, you were involved in racing for years, but you believe the industry needs to face up to the fact that there's a problem. Well, yeah, to introduce myself, I mean, I worked in Greyhound Kennels in the 80s in London. We had up to 200 dogs in the kennels. 
or from Stoke out through Wimbledon tracks like that. In the 90s, I trained myself professionally. And in the mid-90s, I went and trained in America. I probably put a lead on about 8,000 greyhounds in that time. I have to say they're the most wonderful, docile creatures, so deserving of a good home. That needs to be underlined. But it's time to wake up and, and smell the roses. I mean, I ran a greyhound magazine for five years. I wrote for the Sporting Press, the Racing Post. I now feel that every greyhound stadium in the country, with the exception of possibly two, should have a meeting with a wrecking ball. They should be demolished, flawed. It, there is no place for greyhound racing right now. It is pitiful the way the sport has been run. And, you know, it was about time, like myself, that I actually wake up, have a look around, do the sums. Where are these dogs vanishing to? You know, and, and there's much talk about the figures. I think people maybe should just go down to Clonmel, go to the Greyhound Stud Book, pick one up. It's treble the size of the Golden Pages, full of Greyhounds born. You know, where are they now? The Greyhound's career is only essentially between 16 months of age to about three and a half. They have a lifespan of 12 years. If we did the figures and we said every greyhound that was bred was found a home on retirement, you'd basically find there'd be one greyhound for every 25 people in the country. I've lived Which in is Ireland not the case, 19, of course, yeah. I've lived in Ireland for 19 years. I've seen three retired greyhounds in that period. Pitiful. Peter, you know, you can't deny it, Peter. Roy has been in the industry a long time, like yourself. Uh, and when you do the maths, Peter, you know, and I take up Anula's point in what she's saying, and it is funded by the state, of course, which is an important part of this whole argument. When you do the maths, these greyhounds are disappearing somewhere. Oh, yeah. I, I totally understand that. But as, like, I can't see why this is the same with the RTE programme. That man spent his time in, in England and in America, and he's only been in Ireland the last couple of years. The right, that is the program, right? They they went over to two people in England, two two greyhound people in England to talk about what was going on in Ireland. Like this is <clears throat> Ireland, this is not England, this is not America, this is Ireland. Would you would you accept, Roy, that the the regulations, rules, and regulations around greyhound racing um, are stricter in this country? They're not worth the paper they're written on. Furthermore, yeah, I spend a lot of my time in Ireland. I w- yeah. Police when that dog was being beaten. What did you do about it? What do you did think you just stand there and watch it? Ja- no. James, well, hang, hang on, I've only got a minute left. I'm wondering James very quickly. James, would you accept what Roy is saying? Oh, well... Uh, and, what, and what Newler said as well. And what most people who are against are saying, that the maths just don't work out. When these dogs outlive their usefulness, they, they, they vanish. Uh, uh, industry regulator. But I, I also must remember now, there's about 10,000 people involved, uh, employed, sorry, full-time employed in the greyhound industry. Out there in Corrine Track, there's a lot of people employed in the, the bars. Yeah, but the money doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. So um, no, the money doesn't matter. I mean, the money money is not important. The thing about it is, it's been funded by taxpayers anyway. But the money is not important. What's important is, you know, that we treat, uh, you know, how we treat our animals is a reflection of our society, isn't it? Yes, but I was looking at the greyhound derby the night was on, and the the, the the dogs came back after the race, and the families of the you're not answering. You're not answering the question. I'm gonna get twenty seconds, James. You're not answering the question. The question is, the maths don't work out. Where do the dogs all disappear to? I couldn't tell you now. Isn't that that what it's all about? You're on defending greyhound racing, but you couldn't tell me where the dogs are going. And they're good people. They look after their dogs as well as they look after their children now. All right, listen, lads, on that note, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much, Nuala, Peter, uh, James and Roy there for the very end. Sorry I had to rush everybody at the end, and I do apologise. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.